0: Will, welcome to The Bitcoin Source. Can we start things off by having you introduce yourself to the audience and to the world?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, my name is William Samasegi. I'm the CEO and founder at Saz Mining, and I'm pumped to dive into this uh, this discussion with you today.
0: Yes. Thank you for the introduction, Will. To start things off, I always try to backtrack and have people um, kind of elaborate on how they source their Bitcoin knowledge, what got them started in the industry or the ecosystem. So could you kind of break down whether it was books, courses, or even people in the ecosystem that might've helped you to become a better Bitcoiner?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. It's actually one that I, I like to ask as well, just like, how did you get down the Bitcoin rabbit hole? And I think that... Um, there, there are a couple of different ways that you can learn a lot about it, and it's kind of that old saying where you become the average of the people that you spend the most time with. I was very fortunate that early on, um, some of my friends were very deep in the ecosystem, and I just ended up connecting with more and more people who uh, were further down the Bitcoin rabbit hole than I was. As much as I hate to say it early on, I, uh, I heard about Bitcoin, but then I very quickly started learning about Ethereum and some of these things outside of Bitcoin. And I, I, as I always say, all roads lead back to Bitcoin one way or another. So um, one of the biggest influences, just to directly answer the question, has been actually our chief operating officer at SAS Mining, uh, Kent Halliburton. I, I almost view him in a big way as as a mentor because he's he's older than me. He's lived a, a long a, eventful life, and he's someone who I think has helped clarify a lot of those more complex topics within Bitcoin to me. So I'm very grateful for him. And, um, yeah, it's been a fun journey for people who are just starting to get into it. I mean, in terms of resources, I really like Robert Breedlove's podcast as well. Uh, but it really just, it depends on why you're interested in it, what you're looking to do. I think that for, for Bitcoin, there's a lot of different aspects, whether it's, you know, self-sovereignty, protecting yourself from governments or just humanitarian efforts. Bitcoin, I think is very, very disruptive and powerful in these different areas. And uh, if you're passionate about that, there are people out there, uh, if more of the humanitarian route, uh, Alex Gladstein. Uh, I think I really like Jeff Booth's book, The Price of Tomorrow. But there, I mean, podcasts like this one as well, just uh, keep consuming content and then things start to click. This Bitcoin Source episode is brought to you by SaaS Mining. We believe that everyone deserves access to Bitcoin mining and they make it possible with their green energy powered platform at sas mining you don't need mining rigs or technical know-how to get started join sas mining for a hassle-free fully managed rigs from sas at cost and mine bitcoin directly to your wallet so what are you waiting for get mining today with sas mining by clicking the affiliate link in the description below
0: yes i couldn't agree more with that and you know it's you know bitcoin is very subjective i always say this and you know a lot of people have totally different approaches to bitcoin and how they came about learning about it and i just think that um this is what makes this paradigm shifting technology so beautiful because every time i have a guest on and i ask them this question i always get a different response whether it's a book or a person or even just them being curious about bitcoin and just kind of falling in on their own and it's always beautiful to see um, kind of that entrepreneurial curiosity spirit that is so heavily ingrained into the Bitcoin ecosystem. And Will, you know, I want to shift gears and kind of talk about um, the company that you, you've helped build and what you're currently working on, which is SaaS Mining. And, you know, I wanted to know, you know, what kind of like fostered or created this this ability for you to get into the mining industry? What is SaaS Mining? And you know, how is this you know helpful for people that are looking to mine on their own down the road?
1: Yeah, great question. I actually think that this question relates to your first question because when SaaS Mining first started, it was not doing exactly what we're doing today. We first came into the industry as a Bitcoin mining company. And as you dive down the mining rabbit hole, I'm not sure how many of your listeners have gone all the way down there, but it it's crazy how much misinformation there is out there when it comes to Bitcoin mining, especially in the mainstream. And so one of the big things that we saw is there's this huge attack on Bitcoin, on the Bitcoin network in regards to the energy consumption and energy use of Bitcoin. And when you really look at what's happening and you're speaking to the people who are on the front lines, you see that the narrative pushing the mainstream that Bitcoin mining is bad is not only incorrect, it is actually dangerously incorrect. It is the opposite of the truth. Bitcoin mining is one of the strongest levers that we have as a society to fighting global warming, fighting climate change. Now, this sounds crazy on the surface if you're paying attention to the mainstream, but let me break this down for you. Let's say that you are an energy executive and you have a well that's leaking methane. Well, you want to stop the pollution. You want to plug up that methane. Many people don't know this, but methane is 84 times worse for the environment than carbon dioxide. So you've got a couple of options. You could Let it continue to leak methane, which is destroying the environment, or you could pay over $100,000 to plug up that well. Now, that's great because it stops the methane from leaking, but it's still very bad for your pocketbook. So what do you do? Well, introduce Bitcoin mining. Now, all of a sudden, rather than losing $100,000 or polluting, you can actually capture that methane, reducing the carbon emissions and start generating Bitcoin with that pollution. So that is clearly a very strong lever that we can take to fighting climate change. But then the other big strong lever is actually on renewable energy development. So when you actually speak with these energy executives, they really want to move towards renewable energy. It's not like these guys are intentionally trying to destroy the planet. The big problem is, is that in order for you to build up renewable energy, you can't just snap your fingers and automatically have windmills or solar panels. You actually have to go and find a way to finance that, to build it. And what you see is that the economics of Bitcoin mining work perfectly with renewable energy projects. The sun isn't shining 24 hours a day. The wind's not blowing 24 hours a day. You introduce Bitcoin mining, which I like to call like the magic bullet for the energy sector. Bitcoin mining is the the magic bullet because you can shut it off on a dime. There's no other buyer of energy that you can have that level of flexibility. You can't suddenly shut off electricity to a hospital or shut off electricity to some some um, steel mill, but you can, within 10 minutes, shut off electricity to a Bitcoin mine and contribute that to the rest of the grid or whatever you're trying to do. So it just makes the planning much easier for you as an energy executive. It makes it easier for you to move towards renewable energy. And so I know that this was a long roundabout um, <laughs> sort of talking about what we're doing at SaaS Mining, but um, one of the big things we're doing is trying to educate people on what's going on. And then the second is actually get people to participate in not only the fight against the narrative of, you know, attacking Bitcoin. So to protect the Bitcoin network, but also to allow people to benefit from Bitcoin mining. And that's a whole separate conversation, but I'll I'll pause there and see if you have any questions.
0: Yeah. um, You know, there's just so much to unpack there, you know, what I find beautiful and interesting is that I've been talking to a lot of people in the mining industry lately. I know Empower just went on uh, down in Houston, and I spoke to Neil Galloway and Lisa Huff, um, and they've always talked about like what you said, you know, kind of being that magic bullet for the energy sector. And there was something that you said there, Will, that I wanted you to expound on, which was you said that the sun isn't always shining and the wind isn't always blowing. And I've watched a YouTube video of... Uh, your partner kind of traversing your facility. And there was something very unique about SaaS mining that I wanted you to talk about, which is, you know, does it make financial sense for SaaS mining to use Bitcoin miners, um, you know, kind of coupled with using this hydro method instead of using um, solar or wind or some of these other things?
1: Yeah. Well, the core of your question is really is profitable to mine Bitcoin. And so what's important to to remember here is you have different energy sources. So you mentioned our facility in Wisconsin, 100% hydropower. Uh, What you see is that the cost curves for renewables is actually going down very, very quickly. So the incentive from an economic perspective, if you're trying to make money mining, is actually to go to renewable energy, uh, which makes Bitcoin mining a very renewable driven industry. Now, the, the way that we look at it is we say, okay, well, we want to focus on supporting renewable energy, accelerating renewable energy, but and also combating uh, climate change, uh, the global warming climate change with Bitcoin mining. But we also need to make sure that you're generating a profit with Bitcoin mining because at the end of the day, the Bitcoin mining bottom line is the most important thing for you as a Bitcoin miner. And so what we do is we look at all these different sites and we say, okay, well, which one of these sites is going to be the best? Now that by best, you're looking at, the um aside from like the cost of the hardware, you're looking at the energy costs. Like how expensive is this energy? Are you fixed in on your power price? I mean, or are you not? You, I mean, a ton of miners got absolutely screwed over because they didn't have fixed power prices. And if your rate's variable and the price of energy shoots up, then all of a sudden you're a lot less profitable. So that's one of the things that we looked for with, uh that we really liked about the hydro site. Um, but there are just a whole variety of factors and At the end of the day, this is one of the big problems we saw is that it's very difficult for someone to actually start mining Bitcoin competitively. It's very easy for you to go and buy Bitcoin on some exchange, right? You go onto Coinbase, plug in any exchange. It's easy to get your hands on Bitcoin, but it's very hard for someone to actually begin mining Bitcoin the right way. You have to get the hardware. You've got to understand energy. You've got to continuously operate. So this keeps a lot of people outside of Bitcoin mining. And so what we said was, what happens if you make Bitcoin mining as easy as a Netflix subscription? Just make it so you can set it, forget it, and continuously have, start stacking stack sats in your wallet. That was the product that as a Bitcoiner, we wanted. And that's what we ended up setting out and building. Uh, and Kent has been absolutely incredible. Um, you know, He built a very similar business model in the solar industry. Uh, but instead of doing it with Bitcoin miners, he was doing it with solar panels. So he was pioneering the first residential solar PPAs. And a lot of that knowledge I think is absolutely crucial to building out the business model that we're pursuing now. And, um, it's been, it's been a lot of fun building. I do have to say our customers are amazing, amazing Bitcoiners. I just had a bunch of conversations with them, uh, the past couple of weeks and I learned so much. Um, and now I'm on Noster. So
0: (laughs) Nice, nice. And you know, there was something that I wanted to say too, that, uh, that I love about this company and it's you know the transparency and the honesty um you know you guys have a youtube channel you guys are very open about you know the operations and what the fundamentals and the principles of what you guys do and stand for in Standford mining and it makes me think about a lot of customers or clientele might also be nervous about having their own rigs being run you know offsite on a facility a lot of times some people have gotten burnt in the past where the facility somewhere in Iceland, you've never seen the CEO, the founder, you don't know what the machines are doing, especially if you're kind of flummoxed on what the actual mining industry entails. And what I love about SaaS mining is that, you know, I can jump on you know, a call with the company. I can look at the YouTube channel. I can see the facility, what you guys are doing and the solutions that you're trying to bring to the energy sector. So I just wanted to thank you for that because I think a lot of customers are looking for that honesty and that transparency
1: when it comes to their mining rigs. Yeah. Thank you. And that's actually been one of, um, that's been one of our core tenants. I mean, we're trying to reverse engineer from the customer perspective. And so, I mean, there are very few customers where you can go there are very few companies where, if you're a customer, you can go and get on the phone with with the CEO or COO, like president of the company. And that's one thing that we try and make uh, make public, where we'll speak with customers, we'll try and address their needs. We've got our own Telegram channel, and then every Thursday, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, if your audience knows this, but every Thursday we have an open Twitter space. So we have um, I, now I'm I'm hosting them. We've tried a, different, a couple different formats in the past, but I host a Twitter space with a guest from the industry every Thursday and we allocate a good amount of time for just questions from the audience where they can ask me or the guests, anything that they want. Um, cause I, I do believe that for this product to be built and to make mining accessible, there's no other way that you can build that without having that level of transparency. Cause exactly as you said, like at the end of the day, I mean, the Bitcoin mentality is like not your keys, not your crypto and inherently with what we're doing. I mean, there is that level of trust that's needed to have a mining rig running somewhere else. But there's also the level of convenience where, uh, you know, are you going to run a mining rig at your own house and negotiate power and do all these things with a miner? The, the analogy that, um, I'm still thinking through, but, uh, that it reminds me of is like, yes, you're going to have the people that you, you know, you could have like a multi sig with five different like keys and you're trying to, tr- trying to move funds all the time with that. That would be very difficult, but you know, you could just have like a ledger. And yes, it's cold storage, it's not as secure as like a multi-sig, but um, you know, it'll get the job done. And then you have hot wallets, there, there are all these different layers and tiers. And we recognize that, you know, the, the very deep Bitcoiners, they might like like they might not like what, what it is we're doing, and that's okay. They don't have to mine, they don't have to 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 buy a miner with us. That's completely fine. But we also saw that there is a huge contingent of Bitcoiners and people who want to support the network and who believe in mining and might want some diversification that don't want 100% in Bitcoin. And it sounds crazy to say, because once you learn about Bitcoin and you see how everything's broken, you really want to have everything in Bitcoin. At least me personally, just because, I mean, it's like we're living in some clown world right now. I'm not even sure if we're gonna get to like Silicon Valley bank and and all that whole topic, but it's crazy what's going on. I mean, you just look at what's happened since 2020. And so I, I think that at the end of the day, this is a new thing that it's, it's good for some people, but it's not for everyone. And the people who do want to work with us and begin mining and, and not have the headache of actually having to be a professional miner. Um, we want to make sure that we take as, as good a care of them as possible and. Um, I, I want to keep learning from the customers we bring in, to be honest.
0: You know, there, this is a long term approach, right? Like when you talk about, you know, Silver Bank and you talk about some of these, these banks that are just going insolvent, people losing their money. I think that all of these things are good for Bitcoin because it's going to open up people's curiosity to say, hey, like, you know, I got rug pulled with this bank or I got rug pulled with. You know, the energy sector, whatever the case may be, even like the cost of heating your home and utilities are going up. And I think that that's another side of the industry, in particular with mining, that might have people looking into how do I get free heating? How do I get Um, a system that, um, you know, I can connect to the solar panels that I already have on the roof of my home. And I can just mine free Bitcoin and make a a form of passive income. Um, All these things are things that your company and the people in the industry like yourself Mm. are promoting and pushing. And I think that that is super crucial. And at the core of the mining industry, because I believe. Um the industry is kind of just going to run on its own you know we have to 2140 to kind of uh you know run up as many bitcoin as we can and i think that what makes these companies really important and transparent and different is the people that are in the leadership seat the CEOs the founders and i think that it takes a certain level of personality um articulation and ca- you know charisma to really uh you know push your product and service onto the world and i know that you're a heavy um entrepreneur based guy and you know i believe like Peter Thiel is one of my favorite guys in the world. I always listen to his, his um, you know, his episodes, his his interviews, his conversations, and he talks about like secrets and monopolies. And, you know, do you believe that Bitcoin mining for it to be successful as a company are based on secrets? Or do you believe that, you know, creating those secrets of monopoly will pan out better if you're um, competing with other miners instead?
1: It's a great question. And um, I'm also a, a big fan of... Um... I think Peter Thiel is is a very very interesting thinker. Um he's he's clearly had a lot of success in the business world, but in in regards to particularly his thoughts on or my thoughts on how the Bitcoin mining industry is going to progress and what's going to end up happening, I can give you my thoughts. It's by no means saying that this is what's going to happen, but I think that in mining and I think in comp- in the industry outside of mining just the broader ecosystem of Bitcoin Uh, companies, I think that the people who, like quote unquote, win the companies that are most successful are going to be the ones that have those same principles that were taken from the leadership that led the big Web2 companies. So what does that mean? Well, when you look at a company like Amazon or some of these other companies that did very, very well in the Web2 world, what they did was they were able to truly understand what it is that the end customer wanted and then give that best customer service to those users. I mean, even, I was listening to, um, it was an interview with someone, uh, it actually might've been Bezos or someone from Amazon, I can't remember, but he, he was talking about how they came up with the idea for Prime. And it was one of those things where they realized that early on this was gonna be very, very difficult to do. It wasn't something that was gonna be expected within the entire industry at that time, but they realized and they found a way that they could actually deliver that service To the customers and make it work and so i think it's those types of innovative ideas where you're going to come across them for whatever your business model is if you're thinking about things from the end customer perspective but at the end of the day a business is only there to serve its customers there's no need for a company to exist if people aren't willing to part with their money part with their life force in order to work with that company and whatever it may be and so at the end of the day it comes down to customers and i think that the bitcoin companies that understand their customer at a deep level and serve them to the best of their ability are going to be the ones that build trust and are going to be the ones that win. Um, I'm not sure if that answered your full question, but um, yeah, that, that's really how I look at it. And, and that's the approach that we're taking as well. Like right now, what just taking a step back and looking at what happened in the, during this, this bull market and then the collapse and now into the bear market, you saw that there are a lot of companies that grew way too quickly. And yes, when times are good, when money's easy and everything's going crazy, it's very tempting for you to want to go and just take on a lot of money, take on a bunch of customers and not be sure if you can actually service all those customers. And that's what a ton of these companies did. And in the moment, they might look like geniuses. But then when you hit the bear market, you realize that, hey, they weren't necessarily doing things for the best To in in the best interest of the customer, they are doing things in the best interest of growing quickly and maximizing valuation, which you know is the venture capital way, and is something that I can understand why they did it, but I don't think that that's the recipe for long term success. You're still so early in Bitcoin. You mentioned twenty one forty. I mean, like we're we're just out. We're we're within the first couple decades here, and this is going to be an industry that's going to be around for the next hundred plus years. So why risk a catastrophic blow up, ruining your reputation, ruining um, the lives of many people who trusted these companies? Why? Why risk that um, for pushing things up a little faster?
0: Yes. And, you know, I'm really a proponent of setting the bar high and, you know, Bitcoin is. A highly efficient capital allocation mechanism. That's pretty much what it is in a nutshell. And it's pretty much as close as it gets to that invisible hand of the free market when people really dig into Bitcoin mining and what this thing is actually trying to do. And you kind of spoke on this a little bit, Will, but you know, so many mining companies in the past year alone, such as Core Scientific, um, Butterfly Labs, for example, they've all declared bankruptcy. And you know, a few others are like on the verge, like Argo and Iris Energy. And I wanted to know, like, what is going to make SaaS kind of, you know, be set apart from all these other mining companies, which you kind of mentioned earlier, where people were kind of taking on more than they can handle. But I really wanted to know from you personally, like, you know, SaaS mining is kind of competing or, you know, working against some of these other big miners like Riot and some of these other ones. But, you know, what's going to set SaaS apart from falling into the, you know, the issues of overspending or taking on too much leverage? I'm just curious to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good question. I think that the big key at the end of the day is just the management and the approach to how you run a company. I mean, earlier, we were talking about uh, Silicon Valley Bank. We were talking about Silvergate. And then there's Core and many other bankruptcies that happened this past year. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to how are you running your business? What's your approach to running your business? Are you aligned with the right people? And I think that a lot of these... I mean this one's a clear, obvious blow up, but look at, look at FTX, right? Well, there are clearly signs they were bringing on guys. Like I think their chief legal officer had done like shady stuff in the past with some poker site. Um, you know, there are just, there are these signs and then there are people that uh, that you can look at in the organization. And I think with us, you know, we've aligned with great advisors, great people in the community. We've got people like, you know, Troy cross, Brandon Quitum. Um, you know, these are, we're aligning with guys who are true Bitcoiners and that, aren't guys that are just going to go and slap their name on any project. You know, these are guys that um, they have their own reputations, their own, uh, th- their own, I guess reputation is the right word to uphold. And from our perspective, it's like, okay, well let's align with a bunch of good people, build stuff that people want, and then go and deliver it to the community and do it to the best of our ability and try and be as transparent as possible about it. So that's one of the things, for example, i um, in the telegram group the other day, there's gonna to have to be some work on the facility. There's gonna to have to be down. The The facility, we, we let everyone know. We're like, okay, it's gonna be down. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. And then as soon as we heard something back from the facility saying that, hey, it's gonna be a little bit longer, um, you know, we thought instead of that day, it was, was gonna be till the next day. And we let them know about that too, right? Because at the end of the day, we can be on alignment. We can try and take as good a care as possible. And we just have to let people know what's going on. So I think that overall, um, if you're underwriting that, then underwrite the people, underwrite the uh, transparent. How how hard it is for you to get in touch with them, and then see if you align with what it is that they're doing. Um, I don't want to go and talk bad about the other companies in the industry, uh, particularly in mining. You know, I know some of the guys at some of these other companies, but at the end of the day, I, I do think that the approaches to the business are. Are slightly different, and the way that we're trying to approach it is what we've talked about on this call well, faster
0: it's it's beautiful to see right like I think that you know some of the people you mentioned troy Cross brendan quittam these are guys that I've interviewed on this show, and I know that they're true bitcoiners, and you're right it is all about the team it is all about Um, people looking at the website and actually seeing who's involved, who's on the board of directors, who the founder is, who the CEO is. And I'm really happy and excited for SaaS Mining. I think that you guys are going to have a really bright future in this industry because you're starting things off the right way. You're starting from first principles and you're starting with Bitcoin. You're not being distracted by noise. You're focusing on signal. And um, Will, before we wrap this up, I wanted to just thank you for taking time to be on this show. Um, I learned so much about Bitcoin, about your company, and I hope that um, my audience actually takes their time out to really look at what you have going on, onboard themselves into the industry, and hopefully they can set up some rigs and start mining on their own. But could you give people your social media handles and any future endeavors that you might want to talk about?
1: Yeah, 100%. So uh, I would say the best place to just stay in touch with what it is that we're doing uh, outside of going to the the website is our Twitter account or Saz Mining's Twitter account. So it's, uh, at Saz Mining, mine's at W, then my last name, Samusagi. So it might be easier to link that because that's, a, it's a confusing name as, as we touched on, uh, before the call. Um, but the, yeah, I, I would say that the Twitter spaces, that's a great way to really just listen in and see, okay, who, who it is that we're speaking with. And then, uh, we always welcome people to come up and ask questions. So. I mean, if you did listen to this and you want to actually talk with me or anyone else on the team at SAS Mining, or uh, actually the, now that I'm thinking about it, the easiest way to talk with someone on the team is just on the website. You can book a call with someone from our team and then uh, they'll talk you through uh, how everything works like with mining, answer any questions and go, be able to go a lot deeper into how Bitcoin mining actually works. And we, we were um, on a short podcast, but yeah, I would say that those are the two best ways booking a call through the website or just following uh, the SAS mining account on Twitter.
0: Perfect, perfect. Will I appreciate it. People go out, check out SAS mining. This is definitely going to be a game changer. Um, I'm definitely, you know, even looking to probably personally onboard some rigs myself with the company. So um, if you're a Bitcoiner out there, you're curious about Bitcoin mining or even the energy sector, you've kind of been, you know, confused by FUD in the media. I think it would be a great time for, you know, anybody to go down to SAS mining, give them a call and kind of figure out you know, what your approach is and how it could be helpful for you. So once again, Will, I want to thank you for being on the Bitcoin Source, a Bitcoin conversation. Have a good one.
1: Thank you so much for having me.